Welcome to the Wallaway. This is Imran Nalawal, and I'm here with a very good friend of mine, Hamid Chowdhury, all the way from London, England. He is an aspiring author, a budding writer, an educator, and a very dear friend. Hamid, how you doing, and how are you finding Chicago? How you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, enjoying Chicago. Reminds me of London, actually. Why is that? How is that? Well, I, I hear you normally get snow this time of the year, but it doesn't seem that you do have any snow, and so... Just the landscape, the way the buildings are arranged. Obviously, the houses are a lot bigger here than they are in London. And the food is much better here, right? I uh, don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> we went to that restaurant, I don't know. <laughs> we had a, a bad experience. Uh, we won't go into the type of food or where we were specifically, but you can definitely say that type of food in England is much better. So since we're limited on time and you'll be flying back soon, I wanted to go straight into the podcast. And as someone who is a budding writer and author, talk to me about what inspired you to become a writer when people uh, people decide to become doctors, people decide to become engineers, lawyers, scientists, researchers, whatever it may be? Why was it that you got pulled into becoming a writer? Yeah, so it's not really, a, there's not really much to it. Um, as a youngster, I always enjoyed a good story, whether that be a movie or a book or a poem. I enjoyed reading. Um, it was always something I felt I could do. I think when it comes to writing or creativity, there is definitely a, a natural impetus. It is something I think you either have or you don't have. Um, when I was about 16, I dabbled in writing and I just felt it's something I could do. And as a, when I was really young, five, six, seven years old, I remember I used to always kind of lose myself in, in, in fantasies in my own head. Again, children often do this. But I would take it a, di a little bit further in terms of I would write these things down for myself just as notes. And, um, yeah, I guess that's one of the reasons. The other reason, to be honest, was just it was, it was simply a life hack. Uh, when I was about 16, I realized, looking forward to the future, that I wanted to do two things with my life. I wanted to do something good or give something back. But at the same time, I wanted to make money. Right. So I figured out if I become a teacher or an educator, that would take care of the, the social element where I'm actually giving something back. And if I became a writer, that would take care of the, the finances. I'd mm. be able to make money. Um, so... That's basically it for me. What about, you mentioned something earlier, and I resonate with that, which is escapism. So and I, I find that even when I was a kid, a, sto a good story, a good movie, a good cartoon would help you escape. Uh, and you would just be enthralled into this fiction, this narrative, and you know you feel that these characters are part of your family. What about that element of it? Yeah, so growing up, I mean, I, w I was a huge fan of Star Wars as a child, not really so much anymore. And that's, that's not because the new trilogy sucks. Um, I just kind of grew out of sci-fi, fantasy types of, that genre. Uh, but definitely, yeah, as a child, you know, I could lose myself in it. I mean, I think people, children who have trauma especially, mm. um, it's easy for them to lose themselves in a, in a good story. That's the power of storytelling. Storytelling is an age-old tradition. It goes back to the earliest points of civilization. Um, if we look at Homer, the Iliad, the Odyssey, obviously the oral tradition. Uh, if we go into the Arab culture, we find it there as well. Uh, storytelling, it resonates with everybody. Everybody loves a good story. Mm. What about the process of creating that good story? So I would imagine that it's not as easy as just picking up a pen for most and just writing and, you know, you, on your first draft, you've created this masterpiece. What does the actual creative process look like? Uh, so again, th this varies from person to person. And I think it also depends on what type of creative process you're embarking on. So if you're, for example, producing music, if you're producing art in terms of like a painting, if you're writing a poem or a, or a novel, or a play. I think it, it varies from person to person and depending on what you're doing. 
some people, I think they do have the capabilities of producing masterpieces like on, on a first attempt. But for everybody else, it's not that easy. And I think everybody has to f- figure out what works best for them. If you read history, like famous people, famous artists, often you find they have been driven insane by their work. Your work can drive you insane. I found that myself trying to write, you know, rereading things over and over again. Um, you can be driven insane by your own work. So I think it's really important to kind of keep a balance between your personal life, your work. Obviously, as a writer as well, it doesn't pay anything until you make it. So you do have bills to pay. If you have family, you've got to provide for them. So you have to balance that side of it. You've got to balance your personal life. Um, you've got to balance your health. Again, I know writers who spend hours sitting down and they kind of suspend their entire life just trying to write. Personally, that doesn't work for me. You know, the creative process must include variety. So that's one of the reasons I enjoy traveling because I find sometimes I can I can produce my best work while I, while I'm traveling. What what is it about traveling specifically that allows you to do that? I think it's just that there's different types of impetuses. Like here in Chicago, for example, though though there is there are parallels to London, it is still a unique environment, and I think it has a unique type of people, a unique landscape. And you could kind of draw from that somehow. I, I can't, don't ask me how, I don't sure, know. Sure. But there's, there's a way of, when I walk into the city, I feel something, I feel a vibe. There's and an I energy. Think, yeah, there's an energy. Um, if you go somewhere natural, it's a different type of energy. And I think all of that can help you. So you're talking about now this, this work-life balance, um, which is very interesting. Obviously, I think that, that goes without saying that anyone in any field needs that. But is there anything about perseverance and consistency in terms of writing? Because I would imagine that uh, as we're both former English teachers, right, you work on multiple drafts. When you teach your students, they do a you know pre-draft work. They do the, the, the first draft and then they do the revisions and work on the final draft. So as a writer, how does that how does that translate in your in your field? Do you uh, talk about the perseverance? Because I could imagine having to write or work on the same thing time and time again could uh, make you mentally dull to it. Yeah, perseverance and consistency are two crucial components to, to, to the creative process. I mean, you have to... I mean, remember, you're not getting paid for this. And you may not have anybody there egging you on, telling you to continue doing this. You might even actually have people saying, look, it's been three years or four years. You haven't produced anything. Mm. Maybe it's time to just give this up. You may have that. So you definitely have to persevere. Consistency, you need to write every day. I mean, every day, you just have to just chip away chip away chip away just keep doing it um yeah so so what about you mentioned something earlier as well in our in our private talk that when you're a writer you're in it for the long haul uh explain that a little bit more and how do you is that something that many aspiring writers know yeah so unless you're a genius who's able to produce something on a one-off for example i believe it was um who's the famous american writer who wrote for whom the bells toll, Hemingway. Hemingway, yeah. Hemingway. I, I, I mean, one of his novels he wrote in six weeks, and it was one of his most successful. I can't remember the name of the title, but that's incredible to be able to write a book in six weeks, right? So there are people who have that capability, but they are exceptions. The average person can't do that. So you do have to just keep at it all the time. Okay, so in saying that, keeping at it, writing all the time, what type of pleasure do you get from actually putting pen to paper or, you know, putting your fingers to the keyboard 
What type of pleasure do you get from writing and creating? Again, this, I think, varies from person to person. Um, I personally believe that every single thing has potential to be... To, you can learn from everything. So whatever you do depends on how you approach it. So when I approach writing, I, I feel it's opened my mind in many different ways. I mean, when I look at anything, not just a, a story or a movie, I'm definitely... Sto- I'm, I'm hypercritical of when I watch movies, or when I read a book. Hypercritical. I, because what decisions that they make, I'm like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Or plot holes that a person might not really... It might not kind of come on their radar for me immediately. I'm like, oh, come, that's just cheap writing. So that's one way. But in terms of life in general, it kind of... Because it's, very, it's a very analytical process. When you're writing, you are in a way creating a world, right? You're creating characters and their thought processes. You're, you're creating scenes. You're describing scenes, locations. So you're kind of creating a whole world in of itself. Especially if, you, if, you're, not, if you're writing a, a, quite an expansive novel a novel that's over 100,000 words. I mean, that, that, that's a lot of words. Anybody who's written a dissertation, which is 20,000 words, can appreciate how hard it is to write something like that. Imagine writing something that's 100,000 or 120,000 words. And again, you have multiple characters and you have their lives. They have to intersect in a coherent way. There has to be a beginning, middle and end. It's all got to make sense. You've got to engage the audience. If you can do that while writing, why that is a transferable skill. I think if you can engage people with your writing skills, you should be able to engage them when you speak to them. Mm. So you think this is a skill that carries over to many facets of life? Yeah, if you allow it. As I said, a person could just be a great writer, but when you try to speak to them, they just they can't they can't engage you. That's possible as well. Don't politicians and, and, and these people use I mean writers? Isn't this is I I I I can't remember exactly who, but I remember that a lot of their speeches are written by writers and whatnot. Yeah, of course. So uh, I guess for the writer who writes the speech, I mean, for them to maximize the skill, they would have to be able to manifest it in their own lives in terms of in their own personal engagements. I mean, I would say the theory would be a writer should automatically be, or they should aspire to be an engaging person. Mm. I had a question about other writers. So when you when you look at the works of your contemporaries, not past writers, not uh, writers from antiquity, uh, and you you stumble upon a work that's very impressive, or something about it, it just you go, man, this is this was done very well. What type of feelings do you get? Is there a respect for that writer? Is there appreciation? Definitely, definitely. Again, so this this depending on what you're interested in. I personally, I'm interested in someone like Ian McEwan, for example. I think he's a brilliant writer. His stories may not always be so engaging, and and they're not really. I mean, it's literary works, so they're often very realistic stories. But if, if we're talking just about the writing, the execution of, uh, of his writing is, is, is incredible. If I had to put you on the spot, could you give an example? Like when you say that the work itself is not, I'm assuming, very entertaining, but the writing style or the writing skill is at a high level, what do you mean? So if you look at book, uh, uh, my favorite book from him is probably Saturday, which follows one day in the life of a doctor named Henry Perrone, who's a neurosurgeon. And it's pretty much told from the point of view of Henry Perrone and I mean, in, it's amazing because he really does capture one day in the life of this person. Like you could, I'm not, I'm not a neurosurgeon, and I'm not white, mm. and I'm not English. You know, I'm British, but I'm right. not English, right? right? I'm not middle class. So when I read that book, I kind of was able to inhibit mm. that person's life and that kind of, so kind of. So he's married with, he's got the perfect life, basically. It's believable. Yeah, very believable. And yeah. I could, like I said, I could kind of 
take possession of him for a moment. Be like, oh, okay, so this this is what that kind of life is like. You live that you live that person's life. But yeah, f- for that yeah. very short moment. So, in saying everything that you've said, what what do you really hope to accomplish or achieve through your writing? What is it that you want your writing to stand for, or do for you? I don't have any grandiose ideals to be honest or aims like that. I mean writing is for myself it's, it's a very cathartic process there's a catharsis in it um, in, in, in the book I'm working on currently Degrees of Separation it follows the lives of three different characters I would say in each of those characters though they they are different characters there are elements of me in all of those characters um, things that happen to those characters are things that have happened to me not exactly as it's presented in the book obviously you dramatise it but so there's a catharsis in that so I find pleasure in that as I've also said before, that um, the writing process to me has enabled me to expand my just my mind generally. So I've enjoyed that. And to be completely frank, I hope to make some money from it. Sure. I hope to be able to use it as, as a pedestal to do other things because once you get your foot in the door, it opens other doors. And I think writing is also, it's, 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 it's one of the best life hacks you can have. I mean, you can work from anywhere in the world and get paid for it, right? I mean, who doesn't want that as a life? You mentioned uh, before that some of the things that you want to do is to be able to help people, uh, you know, be charitable, be being, you know, continue being an educator. So is that part of your ambition and part of your motivation as well? Yeah. So look, we live in a world where, as they say, you know, money talks and bullshit walks. Right. Money opens up doors. I mean, if you have money, you can do what you want. You could, I could do whatever types of projects I want. I mean, I haven't got exactly in my head what type of project I want to do. But I know with money, if you can financially back yourself, you can kind of embark on whichever type of project you want. So you want to be self-made and not rely on others? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best way to be. Um, and you can do what you want to do in that case. You're not, when, you, when you rely on other people, then there's, that could come with conditions. And you kind of have to answer to them. Not that I have an issue to answer to anybody, but if I want to do a project, I want to try to t- be able to take as much control of it as possible. As someone who I know personally, and I know that you're very kind and very helpful uh, to many people, and as a former teacher, what advice do you have to young aspiring writers and creators? It, it, I mean, from our private conversations, this is not an easy field. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of time of not getting paid. So what advice would you give them? Um, the first advice is you, you definitely have to be realistic. As I said, look, writing is something you either have or you don't. Look. Not anybody can be an NBA basketball player, right? You, 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 you know whether you can or you can't. So similarly with writing, I would say have a go. Write what you can and then you'll see very early on whether this is for you. If it is for you, then you have to just persevere and you have to be consistent. You need to write every day and you have to be prepared for a long haul journey that it may take years to publish. You are going to get rejection. You may face criticism. You know, t- how do you take that in, in the best way, try to learn from it. Um, read. You need to constantly be reading other things. And we're not just reading, reading analytically. I would say there are books I read I don't even enjoy. I don't read them for pleasure. Even movies or whatever, sometimes I consume materials not for pleasure. I'm, I'm looking or watching it analytically simply to try to learn how did they execute this. And then uh, what about in terms of continuing education or education? So you mentioned they should read, they should practice writing. Any field that they should pursue, do you think there's something that school or university can offer them particularly or not really? What do you mean, like 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 creative writing as a course? <laughs> yeah, creative writing courses or that maybe, you know, you studied literature, I studied literature. Do you think that is something that they necessarily have to do? 
No, it's not. It's not necessary. I mean, look again. There's no harm in embarking on it, seeing if it works for you. I personally, those things don't really work for me. I mean, I've I've read a bunch of books on how to write. Um, I've watched a bunch of pod, you know, podcasts. I've I've master class. I've, I've I've watched the different right. master classes. Uh, Neil Gaiman and uh, Margaret Atwood and. Personally, I, I personally didn't find it beneficial. Maybe somebody would find it beneficial, but I personally didn't. Again, I, as, as I have to stress this point, I think with writing or creativity generally, it is there is something there is a natural talent, and I'm not saying I have it. You know, the jury is out on me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not successful right. as of yet. But one thing I will continue, I will continue to, to strive. Hope, right. well, I hope anyway. Well, hopefully you make it, man. And I thank you for your time and uh, have a safe journey back. Thank you very much.